Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes! Brandon Bang and I am Rapport Stereo Podcast this year. Haiti, have no fear. Woo! On today's I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, the levels to that cancellation life. Why is Mel Gibson co starring in a big studio film that is coming out in a few weeks, starring Mark Wahlberg and Al Franken, has disappeared? Plus, Am I screaming? Am I yelling when I'm doing the podcast? And I break down the NBA trade deadline. Who won? Who lost? Who got better? And how it's all going to play out post-NBA All-Star Game Weekend, which is coming up. All that and more on a brand new Banging I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast live from Boston. I am in Boston. Miles, Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers, start this puppy off with something real nice, yes. Start this puppy off with something real proper, okay. But most importantly, start this puppy off with something real loud and real funky. This is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Let's fucking go. Thanks to Pretty Litter for supporting the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Podcast. Unlike traditional litter, pretty litter, super light crystals, trap odor, and release moisture. Get the world's smartest litter without leaving home. Get 20% off your first order by visiting prettylitter.com and use the promo code Rapport R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. The young shooter has his gorgeous cat, Pablo. His cat is going nuts over pretty litter.
Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. A yes sir bomb. Hope everybody's good. I hope everybody's safe. I hope everybody's feeling sane. I hope everybody's hanging in the pocket like Maddie Stafford. Brand new Bang and I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is in Tsukasa. My name is Michael Rapaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Man Dingo, a.k.a. the Sultan of Sniff, a.k.a. the Jewish Jake LaMotta, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, a.k.a. the White Chocolatito, a.k.a. Mr. New York, a.k.a. Mr. 212, and this is the I Am Rapaport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct from Boston, Boston, Massachusetts. I am here all weekend at Laugh Boston. If you are in the Boston area, come see me. I am performing Friday, Saturday, Friday, and two more shows, two more nights, four more shows. Friday and Saturday, this Friday, this Saturday at Laugh Boston, the 18th and the 19th, the 18th and the 19th. Of February, and then Sunday, I'm performing in Manchester, Connecticut, which apparently is right next to Hartford, Connecticut, at the Funny Bone Hartford, the Hartford Funny Bone, which is actually in Manchester, Connecticut. I don't know. I don't know anything about that or how that works, but that's where I am right now, and that's where I will be this weekend. If you're in uh, uh, Boston, you're in uh, Connecticut, come rock with me. All tickets, all information is available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com or you could go directly to the club links. You come to a show, DM me. I'll meet you. I'll take a picture. I do it every show. There's always at least one person who listens to the podcast. They say, Dingo, I'm coming to the show. Dingo, I'm at the so-and-so club. And I say, you want to meet? They say, fuck yeah. I say, Knock on the door. I usually say knock on the door three times. Hug, kiss, take a flick. Appreciate you. Appreciate me. Bop, 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 bop. Everybody goes on their merry way. If you are ever at my show, DM me. Dingo. I'm at the show. Bop, 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 bop. Can we meet up real quick? Don't DM me after the show because I'm all fucked up after the shows. DM me. The day of the show. And 99 out of 100 times, you and I can meet up. All tickets, all information available at michaelrapportcomedy.com. I'm going to Buffalo. The 24th, 25th, 26th. All right? And then Pittsburgh, the 4th, 5th, and the 6th. All right? And then the following week, Austin. I'm not fucking around out here in these streets. I'm in these streets. And I'm hosting the Wendy Williams show. February 28th. First, second, third, fourth. I'm hosting the Wendy Williams show. I'm doing it all. The disruption, it's a fucking, it's a smear. I don't know if that's the right word. But the disruption's all over the place. All right, but if you want to come see me at uh, any of these shows... I put up all the shows 
that I have up until June. Pleasanton, Irvine's up. A couple of you guys were asking about Irvine. It's all up. MichaelRappaportComedy.com. Get your tickets. Get your seats. Somebody asked me the other day, say, yo, I got my son. He's 16. Can I get tickets to the show? I said, just get the tickets. And the day of, your son will be good. Oh, well, there's 21. I said, just get the tickets. I got you. All right? Anyway, I'm feeling good, feeling safe. Feeling, feeling really good right now. I was watching on my computer. We're here in Boston watching Saturday Night Fever. God damn it. I've talked about it many times. You know, I got to be honest. My three favorite films are Rocky, Saturday Night Fever, and Raging Bull. Those are my three favorite films. Like, you know how you do lists of your favorite rappers? And for me, for me, every list will have Jay-Z and Nas on there. I mean, my usual list is Jay-Z, Nas, Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, KRS-One. Those, to me, are my five favorite rappers of all time. But then you go, okay, well, what about Ghostface? Okay. What about Raekwon? Okay. Uh, what about this one? And that way it can change. But you can't really make a five favorite rappers list for me without having Jay-Z and Nas on there. And then you go, what about Biggie? What about Tupac? Changes. But when I'm talking about my five favorite films of all time, the three that will never be removed from the list, and it's a little different with music than it is with films, a different, different medium. The three films that will always be on any film list that I ever discuss, Rocky, Saturday Night Fever, and Raging Bull. All starred Italian-Americans, essentially all about underdogs, all three of those films are about underdogs. They're about people going through sort of a crisis of the spirit, a crisis of believing in themselves, coming of age of sorts. And all three of those films I saw in the theater under 10 years old. Rocky 1976, me, the gringo mandingo, six years old. It wasn't the boxing, the emotional cord, the emotional attachment that I understood as a six-year-old to Rocky was what it was. The rest of the world too, but I was young, I was six. Saturday Night Fever, the same thing. I loved the dancing, I loved the hair, loved the music, but there was an emotional thread. There was a, that film was speaking to me as an eight-year-old boy. Not the sex. There was rape in that film. There's a lot of fucked up shit in Saturday Night Fever. But it was what Tony Manero was going through that made me come back to see it over and over and over and over again. And of course, Raging Bull, which, I mean, we, we have a... We have a Raging Bull I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. If you've never heard it... Yeah. It's up. It's up. 
On the Raging Bull, I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. We interview, I interview, Martin Scorsese, the Jake LaMotta, John Turturro, Max Kellerman, Nick Turturro, Jim Brewer. I'm forgetting at least three or four people. It's an epic homage breaking down Juliet Lewis, Kevin Corrigan, breaking down everything about that film. Again, about a guy who had insecurities, about a guy who is trying to find himself, about a flawed, flawed man. Saw that when I was 10 years old. But today I was watching Saturday Night Fever on my computer, which I'd rather watch Saturday Night Fever on my computer than in a hotel room where it's in HD. I don't need to see, okay, the unseen in HD in a hotel room at Saturday Night Fever. You want the grain of Saturday Night Fever. It just hits me every time. And my wife said, what are you watching? I go, Saturday Night Fever. And she said, you're watching it again? I go, yeah. And I'm dancing. I'm repeating the lines. I'm dancing some more. And I'm repeating the lines. I'm 51 years old. Going to be 52 next month. Almost a month from today, I will be 52. Me, the gringo man, Dingo, will be 52 years old. Anyway, if you want to watch a great film, watch Saturday Night Fever. Watch it all the way through. Make sure your TV settings are properly set. Take that HD super gloss NFL Super Bowl Sunday look off your TV. It's great for NFL Super Bowl Sunday, but it ain't great for true blue movies that were shot on film that are meant to be only seen properly. The cinematography of that film is gorgeous. The wardrobe. The New York City of, of it all. The cars and, of course, the Bee Gees, the John Travolta performance. It's perfection. They don't make movies like that anymore. Love, love, love Saturday Night Fever. But those three films, in no particular order, but I, I can say really Rocky, Saturday Night Fever, and Raging Bull, if you needed to put them in an order, but they always are in my top five, top 10, top 20, any list of my favorite, most influential, most important films. And they all three, they, they listen, in real life, I've stolen from them. I've stolen from those films as an actor. Uh, little things, not literally, little tiny little things. Uh, um, they just inspired me as a person. They inspired me as a kid. And they truly, truly inspire me as an actor. Uh, do yourself a favor. Watch all three. Oh, that, that Raging Bull podcast was awesome. We did a screening of Raging Bull. It's fantastic. Fantastic evening in L.A. I'm sure there's some listeners, OG listeners of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, some of our California listeners that were at that, that spectacular night in Santa Monica, California, where we screened Raging Bull free. Fucking free. Smoking weed in the theater. I think this is before weed in the theater was legal. It was a great evening. Great, fantastic evening of cinema and celebrating the greatness of one of my, and I know other people's favorite films, 
Raging Bull. But today is Saturday Night Fever Day on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, amongst other things. I got so many, so many things to discuss. I mean, I was thinking about, I was thinking about this Joe Rogan situation. Joe Rogan didn't call the fights this weekend. Probably figured it would be easier Less of a distraction if he didn't call the fights, which I was surprised because, you know, I think he would be like, oh, fuck it. I'm calling the fucking, I'm calling the UFC fights. And uh, I'm sure he'll be calling the, the next fights that he's scheduled to be at. But I was thinking about all the N-word infractions that Joe Rogan used and... I was thinking about how if I used those infractions, if there was numerous videotapes of me in the same context, with the same lighting, saying the N-word as many times as Joe Rogan said the N-word, where would I be today? Would we have the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, or would we be in in an island somewhere? Would we... Would we be out of business? I suspect we'd be out of business. Al Franken. Remember the uh, senator, Al Franken? Comedy writer. Beloved. They shut him down. They shut him down for taking a picture of a sleeping woman with his hands near her breasts. Gone, done. Not Joe Rogan. Not smoking Joe Rogan. And I don't want Joe Rogan to be canceled. Say it again. I don't want Joe Rogan to be canceled. Whoopi Goldberg, she's back from her suspension. But I was thinking, like, what if the president, cadaver Joe Biden, what if there were all these infractions Video tapes of him saying the N-word over and over and over and over. Where would Cadaver Joe be right now? Where would, I don't know, like you could pick a name. Who, who would be able to survive this? Leonardo DiCaprio? What if there was numerous videos of DiCaprio saying the N-word? Or Justin Bieber, I think he had he had one when he was like 13 or 14, a video surfaced, or Justin Timberlake for that matter, or anybody, anybody, could pick anybody. How would it land? Would they be able to survive it? Louis C.K., these freaks on Twitter, they canceled him. He hasn't been the same. Things haven't been sweet for Louis C.K. since then. Why does it work that way? Why... Did they shit on Al Franklin, who, you say that the man who would be king, Al Franklin would have been president, could have been president. He'd be better than Cadaver Joe. Oh, some people are like, oh, wait, don't shit on Cadaver Joe. Cadaver Joe sucks. And he was still president. And he was still, he was still the fucking president. How is this working? Al Franklin, Al Franken, sorry, would have been a better president than cadaver Joe Biden. First of all, he would have chewed the fuck up. Imagine Al Franken debating pig dick Donald Trump. 
Al Franken, who's a comedic genius, who would have lined himself up with an arsenal of other comedic geniuses, he would have humiliated Trump. Literally humiliated Trump at the debates. He's younger. He's not corrupt. He's funny. He's likable. There's no uh, Hunter Biden. There's no laptops. He doesn't have a son who's in No disrespect to crackheads. He doesn't have a crackhead son. Instead, we got cadaver Joe Biden. But I'm just trying to think, like, Bill Simmons is another huge podcaster, right? Bill Simmons, that little fucking, that worm, Bill Simmons. I was the best guest on the Bill Simmons podcast over and over and over. And then when it was time to support me, the Gringo Mandingo, with my soon-to-be, oh, we're still sniffing around the New York Times bestseller list. Soon-to-be New York Times best-selling book. This book has bowls, sports rants from the MVP of Talking Trash. When it was time to support the dingo, the inflamed Ashkenazi, the Sultan of Sniff, Bill Simmons was nowhere to be found. Bill Simmons is a true blue Boston fuck. And I don't mean that about all Boston people because I'm up here now. I like people from Boston, but there's a certain kind of fuck. They're not from the city. They're from the suburbs. You know, certain kind of white Boston. I like the street guys. I like the, the Mark Wahlberg types. I like the ones that are a little bit more rough around the edges. They're a little bit more straightforward than these weaselly worms like Bill Simmons. Speaking of Mark Wahlberg, speaking of canceling, Mark Wahlberg has a new film coming out called Father Stew. Uh, where he plays a guy who used to be a fuck-up, drunk, drug addict, and then becomes a lifelong dedicated priest. And one of his missions in his priesthood is to help another fucked-up, drunk, mean piece of shit, like the character that he's playing. Um, and that is played by the uncancelable Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is a piece of shit. Mel Gibson is an anti-Semite fuck. Why Mark Wahlberg has him in his film, I have no idea. There's all sorts of promotion for this movie, Father Stu. You would think that the supporting actor would be out there doing promotion, but Mel Gibson can be in a film, but he can't promote it because if too many people know that he's in the film, it'll probably get boycotted, but it won't get canceled. Mel Gibson's a scumbag. He's a Jew-hating, anti-Semitic, racist fuck. And he never had the balls to apologize in front of a camera. I think he put out a statement. Miles Jordan, play the infamous Mel Gibson meltdown. There's a few of them. I don't work around in tight clothes. I stay at home for most of the time. Public and it's a fucking embarrassment to me. You look like a fucking bitch on heat. And if you get raped by a pack of niggers, it'll be your fault. All right? Because you provoked it. You are provocatively dressed all the time with your fake boobs. You feel you have to show off in tight outfits and tight pants and stuff. You see your pussy from behind. And that green thing. 
nothing today was enough. That's provocative. Yeah. He's in a film coming out in a couple of weeks. And we ain't talking about no little indie film. We're talking about a big studio Mark Wahlberg film. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. We're talking about uncancelable. Why? I don't know. Play that rant once again, that Mel Gibson rant, Miles Jordan. You look like a fucking bitch on heat. And if you get raped by a pack of niggers, it'll be your fault. All right? Imagine you caught me on tape saying that. Where the fuck would I be today? Imagine you caught Brad Pitt on tape saying that. Motherfucker, why Mel? I don't know. Because he made that... What is the movie? Braveheart? I don't give a fuck about Braveheart. Because he was in Lethal Weapon? Where would Tom Brady be if that was Tom Brady? Where would Steve Nash be? Coach of the Brooklyn... He'd be fired. He'd be fucking fired. Not Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is... He's coming out in a big studio film co-starring one of the biggest movie stars in the world, Mark Wahlberg. Mel Gibson. He's a piece of shit, Mel Gibson. Okay? He's a true blue scumbag. Apparently, allegedly, his father's a Holocaust denier. Thinks that the Holocaust didn't happen. Some goofy shit like that. Hmm. This is uh, this is uh, who Mel Gibson is. Let's play a little bit, little bit of that one more time. There. Stay in the fucking house. I'm not giving it to you, but I'll let you stay there. Hey, listen. You having a bad night? I've had bad nights. I've had flare-ups, behavioral flare-ups. But during my behavioral flare-ups, during my bad nights, I've never ever said. Anything in the ballpark that Melly Mel Gibson ever said. And if I did, I'd be on my hands and knees. This is Mr. Jesus Christ, right? What's the name of that movie he did, babe? Who cares? Who cares? A scumbag. Nah, this is some other shit. This ain't no Irish mob shit. This is some some church stuff. Some church stuff here. Anyway, just wanted to let you know I was thinking about that. And uh, there's levels to this cancellation shit. There are levels to this cancellation shit. Okay? What the levels are, I haven't... I'm fascinated by the levels, I don't know what they are exactly. I haven't figured them out exactly, but there are levels to this cancellation shit. I am Rappaport Podcast. Listen, I'm not a cat person, but I love the young shooter, AKA Big Mac's cat, okay? Because the last time I went over there, his house smelled like there was no 
cat there. There were no stink bombs, okay? There was nothing. The young shooter has been using Pretty Litter and what a difference it has made. Pretty Litter is kitty litter reinvented. Unlike traditional litter, Pretty Litter's super light crystals trap odor and release moisture, releasing dry, low-maintenance litter that doesn't smell. Thank goodness you don't want your crib smelling like cat doo-doo. Pretty Litter arrives safely at your door in a small, lightweight bag that lasts up to a month. Now that the shooter is getting litter bags auto-shipped, the shooter does not have to deal with last-minute trips to the store, and the shipping is free. Get the world's most smartest litter without leaving home by visiting prettylitter.com. Use the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code RAPAPORT, for 20% off prettylitter.com, promo code RAPAPORT. Because you are listening to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, there's a good chance you love sports as much as me, if not more. Gambling on sports is nothing new, but doing it from your couch is with more and more states and sites making it legal. There's so much money to be made. That's why me, Michael Rappaport, the Dust Brothers, and my guy Ben Bowler have created Captain Picks, a.k.a. a community of winners. We have a team of captains that are making winning picks in NBA, NFL, NHL, college football and basketball, plus live game betting and more. You can either have picks emailed to you daily, weekly, monthly, or join our Discord for up-to-the-minute plays and strategy. You don't have to be at this alone. Sign up at CaptainPicks.com today. That's CaptainPicks.com today. And start winning tonight, today, ASAP. NBA All-Star Game is happening this weekend. I truly don't think I'm going to even turn on the TV for the slam dunk contest. I think I'm done. I think I'm finished. Been talking about this for years now. It's been a steady downhill skid for years now. I think I am done. I don't think I need to watch it anymore. It's uh, become a burden for the big stars to participate in the NBA slam dunk contest. What a shame. What, what a shame that it's become beneath players to participate in the NBA slam dunk contest. The biggest name, the biggest name, um, uh, I don't know. Juan Toscano. Anderson, who I like, like him as a player. Is it maybe, uh, what's his name from the Knicks? Is, is, is he the biggest name? Obi Toppin? I think he was in it last year. Uh, Jalen Green, I might not be, uh, there's four people. Jalen Green, Cole Anthony, Juan Toscano, and Obi Toppin. Only four players are choosing to participate in the... It's it's below John Morant. He's like, you have to pay me a million dollars to participate. I, you should be willing to pay a million dollars to be in the slam dunk contest. We've been watching these fucking guys on YouTube, on IG, do everybody else's slam dunk contest. You get on the biggest stage of all time. And nothing? You don't want to participate in the NBA slam dunk? I'm sick and tired of talking. I'm not turning it on. Fucking grown man. I got shows. Got my own show. 
I'll be dunking. All on that fucking stage Saturday night in Boston. Slam dunking. Okay? Slam fucking dunking. Backwards dunking. 360 dunking. Tomahawk dunking. Daryl Dawkins shit. Dominique Wilkins break your fucking hand on the rim dunking. I'll watch the NBA All-Star Game Saturday if I can. It's for the kids. I'll watch the game. I got a show in Hartford, Connecticut. Where is it? Manchester, Connecticut, Sunday night. I don't know who's who, uh, but the NBA, it's going to be good. Trade deadline came and went. The big moves, Porzingis is in D.C. Poor Porzingis. Fucking injuries. The unicorn. Kristaps Porzingis is in D.C. Dinwiddie, another one coming back from those injuries. And Bertans, they went to Dallas. Dallas and uh, they wanted a shakeup to Dallas. Dallas wanted depth. D.C. wanted a shakeup. The Wizards sent Montrez. He hasn't been the same since he left the Clippers. To Charlotte, which is good. They need size, no Bruno. And he played at Louisville with Rozier. The Celtics got that kid Derek White from the Spurs. Very, very good sixth man off the bench. The Celtics have been cooking. The Pacers got Halliburton, which was shocking that the, the Kings let him go. They got Buddy with the good teeth healed. And Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson went for, Tristan Thompson's going to be playing until he's 38. You got, yo, motherfuckers are knocking on your door for money, Duke. But they got Halliburton healed and Tristan Thompson for Sabonis uh, the other holiday. And the kid Lamb. So you go from one shithole town to another shithole town. No disrespect. But you go from Sacramento to Indiana, Tristan Thompson. So what happens when you cheat on a Kardashian. They ship you all over the fucking place. Chloe's like, fuck this piece of shit. Send him to Indiana. Lucky she don't get this fucking guy jumped. Kardashians, yo, they want to get their street cred up. They want to get their shit right. Stop playing with them. I'd be scared to fuck with a Kardashian. Kanye West out here talking greasy to Kim. Talking about he's going to send goons. He's going to step to Pete Davidson and do what? I wish I was Pete Davidson and Kanye West was talking shit about he's going to do this, that, and the third to me. I would be like, yo, Duke, you ain't doing shit. Kings also got DiVincenzo. I like that kid. Josh Jackson and Trey Lyles. And they gave up uh, Marvin Bagley. Kings improved a lot, which means nothing. The Kings are never, ever, ever, unfortunately, winning a championship. Sorry. I like those teams so much. They had their shot. The Chris Webber, Mike Bibby, Jason Williams, Vladi Dottie, Divac, Kings. I wanted them to beat the Lakers. They just couldn't get over that hump. Kobe and Shaquille shut them down. And C.J. McCollum... Went to the Pelicans for Josh Hart and some picks. And then the big boys, the big one came at the very, very last minute of the deadline. The Brooklyn Nets improved a lot. They got Seth Curry, last name rhymes with flurry. 
Andre Drummond, friend of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, and Ben, the face of mental health, Simmons. Ben Simmons is with the Brooklyn Nets. The Sixers got James Harden, James C-Cup Harden, and some picks. Boom. The Nets front office knew what I knew. The big three was not going to win a championship. This trade is called addition by subtraction. I'll say it again. Addition by subtractions. Kudos to Daryl Morey for holding on to Ben Simmons as long as he did like a great fucking poker player. Ben Simmons never wanted to play for the Sixers again. He weaponized mental health. You didn't see Ben Simmons for, for what, eight months, right? Boom, he got traded to the Brooklyn Nets. He's on the bench with the Brooklyn Nets. He'll be playing, and I give it a week, two weeks, and I'll tell you something, you know who's going to the Brooklyn Nets game on the 28th? Me. The same night that I shoot the Wendy Williams show, going to the Brooklyn Nets versus Denver Nuggets. Week after... NBA All-Star game, going to go see the Joker and the Denver Nuggets playing against, who knows? Who the, who the fuck knows who's going to be on the court? Kyrie Irving will be playing at home before the end of March. Kyrie Irving will be playing at home before the end of March. Adam Silver came out the other day and said, I think it's weird that Bradley Beal of the... Washington, what are they, the Bullets? What the fuck is the Wizards? He said what we've all said. I think it's weird that a visiting player can come into Brooklyn, be unvaccinated, and play on the same night that a visiting player, essentially, the Nets were playing the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden. So Kyrie Irving is essentially a visiting player. Adam Silver said, how can Bradley Beal be able to play in Brooklyn? No. Yes, I'm confusing myself. What he said is, and I am fact-checking here, is if ultimately the rule is about protecting people in the arena, it just doesn't make sense to me that an away player who is unvaccinated can play in Barclays, but the home player can't. And he was talking about Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving. It's over, guys. The Brooklyn Nets are going to have Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, and Kevin Durant playing. My prediction is by the end of March at home, and they're going to be making a run for the championship, and they're going to be, a, if they stay healthy, a formidable problem. Because Ben Simmons playing with Kyrie and Kevin Durant is going to be a major problem for the rest of the league. Kyrie Irving is stupid with it. Stupid with it. Kevin Durant will be back sooner than later. KD, Kyrie, Curry, Patty Mills. Those are four of the best shooters in the league. Simmons can't shoot. Who needs him to shoot? He's going to play D. He's going to run the break. He'll get it together. Kevin Durant's going to put a battery in his back. His Australian homeboy, Patty Mills, got his back. Brooklyn improved a lot, and they're going to be an issue. James Harden and Joe L. Embiid, they're going to be an issue too. James Harden to me is never winning a championship, no matter what happens. 
He, he just, he likes donuts. I don't know. He dresses ridiculously. He showed up in Philadelphia looking, I don't know what it was. My wife told me, don't yell. Do I sound like I'm yelling? You're probably all going, yeah, motherfucker. Thank God for Miles Davis, the sound engineer. Miles, don't have me sound like I'm yelling here. Fuck. I'm just, all right, I'll just talk. I'll just talk. I'll do one of those ADM things where I just, do you want to listen to me? I'm the gringo man, dingo. Anyway, James Harden's a fucking loser, okay? I don't mean that personally. I mean that his first press conference in Philly, he said, I always wanted to be in Philly. That was always my first choice. So you, you didn't want to go to Brooklyn? Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Do I need to go to Brooklyn when the Sixers come to town and boo the shit out of you on the wood? I'll do it. I'll do it. It's, it's no problem to me, James. You're just not likable. You're just too coy. You're like, you're like a pretty girl who just thinks they're too good for any guy. You're a great player when you're healthy. You're a great player when you're in shape. You never won anything. N-W-A. Never won anything. Anyway, the uh, Sixers are going to be good. They got that really good second-year player, Tyrese Maxey. And they're starting five. Joel Embiid, Harden, Maxey, Tobias Harris, who I like, Thibel. Going to be good. Oh, what if the Eastern Conference Finals? Ooh, what if that was the East, the Nets versus the Sixers? James Harden hates Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant hates James Harden. I can't stand either one of them. What would I do? But when Kyrie's out there playing in Brooklyn, doing that wild shit, they're going to be tough. They're tough without, you know, if they just had a healthy Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant, they're a problem. You add Kyrie Irving in there, it's like sushi dinner. We'll see how it all plays out. The NBA is dramatic, and the NBA is and always will be fantastic. Just like this podcast. I know when we're doing a good job here. I know when I'm cooking. I know when I'm cooking with gas. We're cooking with gas right now. World's most disruptive podcast. Anyway, came saw disrupted. I know you're probably like, oh, listen, 40 minutes, 42, 43 minutes of disruption. It's a lot. It's a lot of disruption. You know it. I know it. Anyway, came saw disrupted. Came saw and disrupted. Like I said, I'm in Boston this week. Manchester slash Hartford, Connecticut, Sunday. Boom. Right? Buffalo next week. And it's a can't stop, won't stop. All tickets, all information is available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. And aside from that, yo, I need you guys to tell a friend to tell a friend. Text your man. Text, copy and paste the link. Yo, you fuck with the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast? You listen to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, Duke? Good friends share good things. I Am Rapport Podcast is a good thing. Pass. Puff, puff, pass. Puff, puff, 
past. Miles, join AK the Bleach Brothers, AK the Dust Brothers. Take me out of here with something real nice. Take me out of here with something real proper. But most importantly, take me out of here with something real loud and real funky. I am Rapport Stereo Pockets. I'm out.